0: Rejoice in the Lord always, I shall say it again, rejoice in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Welcome to a New York Catholic conversation. My name is Deacon John Catalano, and I am joined, as always, by my good friend, the legendary basketball player from St. John's University, Frank Alasia. Frank, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great, Deacon. How's everything? everything is good. And uh, the topic uh, for our conversation today is happiness. Now, there's a natural desire in all of us for happiness. We all want to live happily. There's no one on earth who does not assent to this proposition, even before it's fully articulated. And we start at a young age to reach for those things that we believe will make us happy. There's nothing wrong with that, right, Frank?
1: No, but what, I, what I'm trying to point, we're trying to point out in this podcast is I think that happiness has become like an addiction in our society. Yeah, it's the new remedy or the magic pill for everything. We're constantly told we must be happy. And if you're not happy, there must be something wrong with you. I mean, you know, you'll hear it all the time. Uh, people are people are getting divorced. Well, I just wasn't happy. <laughs> if That's a good reason to break your vow. What people will say all the time, you hear, I just want my kids to be happy. It's not about being holy anymore. It's all about being happy. It's kind of the new measure of a successful life.
0: Yeah, all right. but let, let's make a distinction. There's a difference between like happiness and pleasure, right? Pleasure right. is short-lived. It's visceral. Yeah. It can be experienced alone and can be caused by substances or behaviors. I mean, eating one piece of chocolate cake might give us pleasure. Then the second piece will probably give us less pleasure. And the third piece will diminish our pleasure to the point of discomfort or regret so happiness is something we create within ourselves and we control how happy or unhappy we are in a sense
1: yeah it's it's the idea uh today of happiness is really it's getting what people want you know but we can never get everything we want in this world you know we must want what we get that that is what contentment is about you you think about the saints Mm -hmm. they were always joyful because they were accepting whatever came, you know whatever God chose to send them, whether it be good, bad or indifferent. And God in his infinite wisdom knows what's best for us. And, and and since he's infinitely good, he wants what's best for us and see it, since he's infinitely powerful,
0: he will always do what is best for us. Yeah you mentioned joy. So let's say is happiness and joy the same thing? Well again, happiness is an emotion in which one experiences feelings ranging from contentment and satisfaction to bliss and intense pleasure. Joy is stronger, and it's a less common feeling. We hear that it's better to give than receive, right? And we find that when we give generously to someone or give of ourselves to the point of personal sacrifice, we experience an inner joy that's more deeply felt really than happiness,
1: yeah, the obsession with being happy is what I'm talking about. And that's right. become the stumbling block and the reason why, you know, uh, so many people are unhappy because they are trying to attain something that's so hard and unnatural. It's not the kingdom of God, but of this fallen world. You know, if we live on a level of our feelings and passions, we'll rebel at anything that doesn't go our way. We sulk, we complain, we make ourselves miserable and everyone around us miserable. And lastly, we rationalize and we find any reason we can not to accept the cross that Jesus has sent us. It's only when we live in faith that we see, we'll see what God is really trying to accomplish uh, in our lives.
0: Right. You know, Father Spitzer, the, the Jesuit priest, oh, I know you like him. favorite, yes. Yeah. He talks about the f- four levels of happiness. The first right. is physically stimulated happiness. We just mentioned that with the chocolate cake. The second level is... Ego comparative happiness. That's when you're number one in your class or you're a champion in your sport. That makes you happy. The third level he calls contributing happiness. That's when we give of our time or talent to help someone or do some other good work for someone. That's better, he says, than the first two levels. But the last and ultimate happiness is when we are in relationship with God the Father. That is placing our trust in him and knowing that all good comes from God and it's then that we're filled with peace and stability and a calmness and that's what everyone's really searching for
1: yeah i mean you know god does not owe us anything and this idea of entitlement in the face of god is really idolatry right don't build your house don't build your happiness on sand if you're building your your happiness on youth health status or money You're setting us, we're setting ourselves up for a great fall. If we only experience happiness, really, how are you going to grow? We're meant to grow in suffering and in our pain. The problem comes when we make these things our final destination instead of one step on the road. You know, we're created for a happiness greater than these things can provide for us. The good things in this life are just the taste of heaven and a small
0: amount of uh, the perfect joy that we're created for. No doubt. You know, of course, Thomas Jefferson wrote in the Declaration of Independence, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator, by God, with certain inalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. But remember that the pursuit of happiness is not a quest or a pastime, but it's an unalienable right. Everyone has the right to pursue happiness and to be happy, but what is it that will make us happy? That's not in there, right? No,
1: the only way to be truly happy is to do the will of God. Think about your parents, even our grandparents, right? They always looked at the minimum necessary, not the maximum allowed. How many people do you hear today say, no, no, that's, I'm good, or, or no thanks, I've had enough? The burden of things
0: becomes an all-consuming rat race. You know, Jesus teaches us how to live in his Sermon on the Mount by using the Beatitudes, right, which can be defined as exalted happiness or supreme blessedness, the Beatitudes. And they depict and portray the love of Jesus. They shed light on the actions and attitudes characteristic of the Christian life. In the Catechism, Frank, there's a section, part three, right, Article 2, And it's called the Beatitudes, the desire for happiness. And what it says is that the Beatitudes respond to the natural desire for happiness. This desire is of a divine origin. God has placed it in the human heart in order to draw men to him who alone can fulfill it. There's a bit of a prayer here. It says, how is it then, Lord, that I seek you? Since in seeking you, my God, I seek a happy life. Let me seek you so that my soul may live. For my body draws life from my soul and my soul draws life from you. So God alone, as you've said, satisfies the desire for happiness. Yeah, and wrapping it up, I think the great uh, G.K. Chesterton said,
1: there are two ways to get enough. One is to continue to accumulate more and more.
0: The other way is to desire less. Nice work, Frank. Thanks a lot. Folks, don't forget to like us or follow us and send us an email at Conversation at gmail.com. That's a n y. Catholic conversation at gmail.com. And we ask once again, if you have something in mind that you'd like us to talk about, by all means, send us a note, tell us what you want us to hear, and we'll do it for you. Frank, I love you a lot, and I'll talk to you next time, okay? God bless. Thanks, Deacon.